The Daily Rios, episode 341 for Friday, August 12th, 2016. Five for Friday. This is Five for Friday, where I'm going to give five recommendations, sort of, a game, a TV show, an artist, a love letter to comics, and a revelation. First up, we have a game that I'm sure you've been hearing about called No Man's Sky. So it's a science fiction game set in what they're calling an infinite procedurally generated galaxy, where you can explore this open universe, and you can find planets that have never been explored, uh, you can name them. You'll find species on the planets that uh, you know aren't similar to anywhere else. Um, it's an open universe, meaning you can share information with others, or you don't have to. It's just constantly perpetuating itself, and it's so huge that the designers don't even know what it is that you're going to come up against uh, as you travel the universe, because it's just. It's, it's meant to simulate what is actually out there. Uh, it is a PC game. It is a PS4 game. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the video of it. But if you haven't, you really should because it. I'm not a gamer by any means. But this type of game um, is something that really piques my interest. Uh, you know, I certainly was a fan of games like Myst and Riven. And what this game reminds me of is an old Atari game called Star Raiders, which was a space combat simulator game uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s. And I used to play it with my friend because he, he's the one who had it. And, you know, you could play together and one person would control the, the, the keyboard and another person, I, I'm not sure if it had a joystick or not. And you fought enemies and you went to different star bases and every now and then when we were bored, we would blow up a starbase, which, you know, would end the game. Um, it also has a comic book connection because it was a graphic novel. The first, I believe, uh, from DC of those square-bound graphic novels from the 80s, written by Elliot S. Magan, illustrated by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Now, I've, you would think I'm such a huge fan of Garcia Lopez that I would have this graphic novel, but I do not. Um, I think I have it digitally, but uh, I would love to find it somewhere. So that's what this No Man's Sky kind of reminds me of, of just kind of zipping through the universe and coming up against uh, different discoveries. So um, if you haven't heard about it, I will provide a link. It looks fascinating. The gameplay looks amazing. It's a, time of, a type of video games that I enjoy. Um, ones that you you know you sort of move about in a in a universe and you have to do things to unlock certain events or or the next stage or whatever. So No Man's Sky, check it out. Next up, so there's a Netflix show called The Get Down, and it is by Baz Luhrmann, and it's a musical drama on Netflix, uh, and it's supposed to be. A mythic saga of how New York at the brink of bankruptcy gave birth to hip-hop, punk, and disco. Now, I'm a big fan of Baz Luhrmann. Um, I love his Red Curtain trilogy of um, the Strictly Ballroom movie, Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge. I've seen The Great Gatsby. I have not seen his Australia, so I'll need to check that out. I, I think his movies are the closest to theater and musical theater 
on film. Um, the, the the way it's shot, the way it's presented, the structure of his movies, they're just amazing. So he's doing one now about, you know, New York and, and music, uh, hip-hop, the culture. It just sounds fascinating. Now, what was equally curious about The Get Down, uh, just recently, Ed Piscor, who puts out through Fanagraphics uh, a comic called Hip-Hop Family Tree, which is his own exploration of the origins of hip-hop and New York and how it connects to comic books. Well, he tweeted recently that a friend of his contacted him and took pictures of copies of the Hip-Hop Family Tree in the production offices of The Get Down. So he's speculating and hoping that... If the TV show is using um, his comic book work as one of their references, that, you know, hopefully that they're going to give him credit. Um, I've been trying to follow his Twitter feed to see if there's any been any more development. And he did post a picture of an early DJ uh, persona in his comic book. And there's a still shot from the Netflix series. And they're both wearing the same thing. And they're kind of in the same uh, position. So this is going to be an interesting thing to follow. Because um, it's certainly something that is in in the comic book world right now. And if Baz Luhrmann and company have gotten a hold of this. And if they're using it as some kind of reference... Yeah, you would kind of hope they're going to give him credit or maybe, you know, own up to the fact that, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why certain creators, certain companies like T-shirt companies and um, decal companies, why they think the art world, something you can find online or a comic book is so easily, I don't know, used so easily, you know, like they wouldn't be caught. So I'm not saying it's that nefarious and neither is Ed Pisker, but I really want to, you know, follow up on this and, and hopefully it's, you know, they're not cribbing his work. Next, uh, we have a recommendation of an artist, and this is by way of Eric from the Longbox Review. I came across this on his Tumblr, longboxreview.tumblr.com. It's a watercolor mixed media image of the original Teen Titans. And it's by artist Peter V. Nguyen. Now, Peter is an artist who has done random issues here and there, Marvel, DC, and some other places. Um, He did a bunch of issues, about four or five issues, of a book from Image called The Blue Estate by Victor Victor Kalvachev. And I remember reading some of it, um, some of the earlier issues. I don't believe I've read any of the issues that Peter has drawn. What I like about his work, so he does a lot of mixed media, especially with watercolor, and it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. He has um, he has a love of the X-Men, he has a love of the Teen Titans, and he does you know a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, you can find his website, uh, let's see, we have petervnwin.tumblr.com, and he's also on DeviantArt. I will provide notes for you, uh, links for you in the show notes. It's a beautiful image of the Teen Titans. And, um, when I saw it, I said, ah, who is this artist? I have to, I have to see some of his other work. Um, if you know 
um, Christian Ward from Odyssey by Matt Fraction. It, it, it sort of has that kind of feel because they both work in similar um, mediums. But, um, you know, um, here I'm looking at one with the Justice League and here's one with Flash and uh, uh, some more X-Men stuff, some, some women of the DC Universe. Really, really beautiful work that I will uh, post in the show notes so you can check them out. And now we come to a book that I had a very, very tiny, tiny, super, super small contribution to. It is Comic Book Fever, a celebration of comics from 1976 to 1986 by Mr. George Corey. And I, he, he asked if I could provide a letter for the letter column in the back, and I did that. But the book itself is 240 pages, full color, and it just is everything you love about that era of Bronze Age comics um, from 76 to 1986. Um, it is certainly the golden age um, of my comic book reading, um, especially, well, starting around like the 1980s, I should say. But um, this is uh, from George Corey. He did the Komoda Miracle Man companion book, as well as some other stuff from Tomorrow's. And if you, he sent me a PDF of it since I worked on it. If you love the works of Neil Adams, John Romita, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, um, Jack Davis, Kevin Eastman, Chris Claremont, everything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Love and Rockets, Crisis, Superman vs. Spider-Man, Harvey Comics Kiss, Star Wars, Hostess Cupcake ads, <laughs> and many others all wrapped up under a cover by Alex Ross and an introduction by Alex Ross. You must check this out. It is in stores August 24th. Um, it's already been out for pre-order and all that, but it's finally going to hit stands in a couple weeks, and I'm so looking forward to it. It is it is a great read. It is a beautiful book. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the book, um, or if you just want to hear some insights into um, George Corey and his stuff about comics and some other things, you can go check out the uh, Robots from Tomorrow podcast, episode 320, and it features uh, Greg Matty, I'm going to get this wrong, Matiasevich interviewing George Corey um, about the book. So I will provide a link for that. So I can't wait to finally get my physical copy. Um, you know, thank you, George, for the. Um, digital copy, but, uh, yeah, just, I'm so happy that this is out. It's, uh, uh, it's a treasure trove of books that I enjoy. And I imagine there are many out there who will also enjoy, um, this, uh, reference, this, this look back, this, uh, love letter to comics. And finally a revelation, not necessarily a recommendation, but, um, I went on to the Pottermore website to see which house, that I would be uh, sorted into because it's a, it's a little bit of an ongoing joke with Erin because she was sorted into Hufflepuff and she wasn't necessarily happy about that. But um, so I thought, well, let me see what I'll, what I would get. And I went on to a random website that sorted me into Hufflepuff as well. But I decided, well, let me go to Pottermore. Let me go to the official site. They asked me maybe six or seven, eight questions, not a lot. And I was sorted into House Slytherin. 
And I'm not exactly sure if that doesn't make sense. That 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 seems right, I think, especially with the questions that I answered. So that was a little bit of a revelation in the past couple week uh, week or so. So uh, yeah, I'm a Slytherin. Hmm. Imagine that. All right, this has been the Daily Rios episode 341 for Friday, August 12th, 2016. We'll talk to you soon.